Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Chronic Relief, sponsored by Kush Queen. Use promo code Chronic Relief at Kush Queen checkout <laughs> to receive 15% off. Um, today we have a really cool guest. She is amazing, super funny, um, also one of my favorite people here at the comedy store mm-hmm. and also a comedian. Please welcome Davina Joy to the podcast. Thanks for having me, darling. Um, so basically, Chronic Relief is all about comedy, weed, and mental health. Mm-hmm. And we've recently become friends. And I realized I don't know that much about you other than you have a really cool podcast. Um, a podcast. A podcast. I love that. <laughs> and also, I know that you love to rock climb yeah. nude. Well, I mean, if I can but do, you do anything, it, if you can do nude, anything, nude. Yeah. your preferred, uh, I'd be your preferred outfit here, nude. <laughs> fucking good. Can I you love imagine that. The tips? No, you're very into body positivity. Yeah, which is something that, um, I like to talk about self care a lot in this podcast because I think that pe- there's a shame in taking ca- care of ourselves, mm-hmm. and I think. Um, I like talking to comedians about the dark things because I find that we're the least shameful (laughs) when it comes to talking about ourselves. Um, And that's one thing I definitely do know about you is you cherish your body and you love your body and you are not afraid to show it off. I mean, I still go through my moments, like even in my crop top, I'm like, I've never had a flat stomach. You look so sexy. I have a little bit of a fupa and I've like just fucking always had it. And it's like, even as a kid, I remember looking at my friend's stomachs being like, why don't they have fat in these like under the belly button area? And I'm just like, even at my fittest, I will always have it. And I was thinking about it today. I'm like, I just got to accept this. Like as I was cutting the shirt, and I'm like, why am I crop top? crop top. In my, a stoner crop top in the podcast honor. It says, good girls get high. It's actually very cute. It's I love so it. cute. Thank you, Nicole Buchanan gave me the shirt, actually. She's like, this like feels like you. Yeah. And at first I'm like, I don't need another shirt. Then I'm like, oh, I can make it cute. Yeah. And because it was, you it's a little big for me. Yeah. So I cut the collar and I just, um, but we're yeah. stoners yeah. what is it I was just saying um, just oh but like here. accepting like I'm just like you know even I just have a little like belly and I'm always gonna have it and yeah. some people think it's sexy but I'm j- I'm always in my head about it so that's my main thing is people are like oh yeah I'll come on to your podcast in a month or three when I get into yeah. shape and I'm like that's not what it's about because like you look at me and think that I'm just happy. You think models are all like mentally right. healthy and happy with their bodies. Oh my God. They're judging every inch of themselves. Yeah. And so we just have this prejudgment that just because somebody's skinny or fit or whatever, right. like a lot of those people that are like gym rats or crazy dude, they're running from something yeah. like they're working out from some something. of the most obvious, not insecure, but like the, you're right. There's a reason why, you know, they're that dedicated to the gym is because mm. like one day off will send them into a spiral or, you know, whatever. Totally. I mean, I've recently, not recently, but like, I really love, um, fitness to help with my mental health. Like yeah. I'm such an advocate for finding a way to get your heart rate up that you like, not necessarily the way that I like, right, but right. you know, like, whatever that may be. But I think that that's such a um, positive way to kind of combat the demon, the demons and, um, you know, just a good, healthy form of self-care. Do you feel like when you're working out, you're kind of in like a meditative state? Totally. For, like I even write jokes. Me. Like I'm also like going over my material, yeah. you know, like I think, yeah, like 
I think meditation is so hugely important and it, and people look at it as like, oh, you got to sit by yourself. Yes, ideally, if you can just sit with yourself for an hour, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, when people are like, I, I couldn't even sit still for five minutes. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't be with myself. I'm like, if you can't be with yourself for five minutes, nobody fucking else wants to be with you for five Such minutes. Like we have to love ourselves yeah. and be able to self-entertain. There's so many times I could go out and I'm like, I'm kind of chill by myself and part of his depression for sure and I know there's a comedian here Asan who has like a joke where he's like I was dating a girl who said I'm an introverted extrovert and uh, I, I was like no you just don't know the meaning of words is this yeah. punchline but I am such an introverted extrovert yeah. like when I'm comfortable and happy and in like a place I can be the life of the party but a lot of the time I'm like I could go out and have so much fun but I could also like just sit here yeah and be right you know? that's part of, you're so right like part of I think self-acceptance and self-love is just like being so fully comfortable with yourself you know being able like I get anxiety going to the grocery store yeah you know what I mean like, yeah and just like doing stuff like that but I conquer it by just doing that you totally know? and I mean people are just like looking for their life partners so they never have to be alone but like I had a friend who passed away when we were like 31 or 32 from a brain aneurysm you know uh -huh. his wife when they got married thought they were gonna we were actually in our late 20s I think thought they'd be together forever like you don't know what life is yeah. gonna throw ahead of you yeah. But the one thing you do know is you have you, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you're that you're you. not going anywhere. And then when you do, you're dead, you yeah. know? So where did you grow up? I grew up in Fairfax County, Virginia. I was born in Africa in Kenya. Oh, wow. Um, which my I always say I'm a really fast runner. I'm like, because I'm Kenyan and I got an <laughs> extra muscle. But my mom's Malawi and my dad's like, your bloodline is from Malawi. There's no Kenyan. And you like stop fucking That's telling so funny. people <laughs> you're a fast runner. But it just feels good. And I'm so born in Africa, but raised in Virginia, like D.C., Virginia. And um did your parents work in the military? No, my dad was just in the Peace Corps, and okay. that's how he met my mom and oh, then wow. brought her over here. Um, which was weird because I they're don't so feel hippie. like my parents, but they they don't even smoke weed. They'll do nothing. Really? Like my, oh my god! I just feel like when I, I I guess I falsely associate the the Peace Corps with hippies, but are they? Would they, would you I mean, I feel like hippies? my dad's like a hippie that doesn't need drugs. Like he's yeah. definitely like a very artsy like person, but he just he was a lawyer, so we just ended up in Virginia. Oh, wow. I okay. mean. They, tr they moved a couple times before I was born, but um, which I'm happy about. I like the East Coast as far as like the people there, I think, are a lot less materialistic driven, like defined by the materialistic shit they have. Yeah. Whereas here it's like everyone's defined by like the clothes they wear or the car they're driving or whatever right. you know we're so out externally trying to find happiness right that it's hard to look do the work within it doesn't exist this is all temporary it's just like finding the internal which is hard yeah. i mean you have to face demons it's not like you're meditating you're like everything's so great like whether it's you running or something that gets you into this like focus and this vibrational like Right. cycle with the universe at a point in time it could be painting reading whatever you know but. so what brought you to comedy <clears throat> I was laughed at my whole fucking life I grew up like I was the black girl at my school wow yeah there was one other girl named Raven Kane and she had like clipping like little dreads Virginia's like, so white 
Well, in like Great Falls, Virginia, yeah. this part, and it's, it's so much more developed now and probably more diverse. And there was diversity everywhere, but like where we were right. wasn't really. And you've got to understand, I'm 38 and a half. My parents like got married in the 60s and a Jewish white guy and a Muslim black woman <laughs> from yeah and so like he was like i this is so opposite from what i grew up with oh well, where it, did your dad grow up he grew up in it's called glencoe illinois it's okay. like a, i've heard like a jew town like okay. everybody there a lot yeah. of people majority is um and so but he was never really like he did have I can a bar- only imagine him bringing your mother home oh he did it. The they got married like without telling really the way my grandma and grandpa found out they got married is back in the day like if you sent a telegram and said like love Jim and Sherry then that like that means something and that's how my grandparents found out my grandma cried for like 12 days it was like the crazy thing about my growing up is like love to me wasn't like this my parents probably never my I don't think my mom wanted to marry my dad like her mom was like he'll take you to America and give you a good life so it wasn't like an arranged marriage because they met organically but my mom was just like you do what you're told like it's they're both 77 so like I I'm an older fucking generation yeah. though. You better say I don't look like it. Uh, <laughs> you don't. I better yeah. not. It's all the genes. It's a, yeah. it's a mixture of so much, but, um, so yeah, but I grew still up ma- being, they're still married. No, no, they're okay. definitely not. Um, they've been divorced for so long, but I grew up in a place where I was like the black girl. So like one day we were in gym and we were running in place and one of Raven's like locks fell out. Dude, they like made fun of her oh. so badly. She never returned to that school after really? like, that was second grade. So third grade on. But so I was like the person like, you know, a lot of us come from like being bullied and made fun yeah. of and kind of being the center of whatever. And I'm the the youngest in my family. The oldest is like nine years older than me, then okay. eight years and four and a half. So I'm kind of like this past, you know what I mean? So even though I had siblings, I feel like I kind of grew up as an only child as right. well. So there was a lot of time where it was like really hard because I'm like not feeling accepted at school. Home life is kind of like my parents are weird. You know, it was just yeah. a weird like Jew Muslims. And right. I don't like, know. Where do, what is your place? Where do you belong? Like what? It, like you had to like really figure out who you were. But like and as also not made, give a fuck because, you know, you're you're not like any of them. Yeah. And you're not supposed to be. And as you're being made fun of, like, I mean, I and I always say it's because I'm a Jew Muslim. Like I've always had like not suicide on my brain, but like I knew about death when I was yeah. in, I think, first grade. One of my neighbor's moms died from an aneurysm in her sleep. And my mom actually like we went to the funeral. And I think a lot of parents probably would be like, that's too young to expose. I've been exposed to death forever. So there was a lot of time where I realized like people would just laugh at me when I wasn't even trying. Like I just talked a lot. Every report card was like, Davina's amazing. We fucking love her. Great energy. She needs to learn how to shut the fuck up. Like just stop talking. And uh, I was really smart too. So I could hear what the teacher was saying and like be having a convo. And then I always get in trouble because the teacher would be like, Davina, what did I just say? And I'd be like, and they're like, well, not everyone can can listen and understand. But she turned her back and I'd be like, anyway, sorry. We were interrupted and just like keep talking. So I feel like I was always laughed at me and this boy, Tommy Ritter. He was such a weirdo. And I just knew I was like, I'm going to be a comedian. Like yeah. I knew I was fine. It's like, I'm either going to kill myself or I'm going to be funny yeah. because 
I, you almost have to start realizing that the way people react to you is like their own thing even. Right. You know what I mean? So it was like... Because you're not responsible for how other people feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say things that, you know, make people feel a certain way, but right. how they react and how feel they process is it. not your responsibility and you don't know where anyone's coming from like the biggest bullies have it the hardest at home and they're just like projecting that like everyone's a projector you know exactly um and that was something i feel i've always been spiritually inclined like my mom was not like a practicing muslim my dad not a practicing jew jew really but um i'm like do i say jewish or does whatever whatever um and so I just always believed in like something bigger than this right. and I felt a connection and I've I've always had kind of psychic like things it's, I'm more clear cognizant like I just feel things and I'll have this thought and feel something and it'll happen I'll be like that's fucking yeah. creepy you know so my connection to like the spiritual and then being able to do like psychedelics and really see beyond the veil of everything oh yeah. I you, love it um you said you mentioned did you mention depression before? I think is that something yeah. that you experience? Oh, like, always. Well, I think also in the Muslim and Jewish culture, it's such a, it's such a heavy There's, religion. You I know, honestly, things are passed through DNA. I don't get it. I yeah. don't know how it works. Like stereotypes exist for a reason. Totally. And and I don't believe in all of them. Like yeah, yeah of course you don't need to. But this is the way, Jeremy. I'm yeah. Move that out of the way, okay, dude. What's happening? Um, I'm like, I'll take them upstairs and yeah. bust them when we're done. Um, but there's, you know, I don't believe in. Um, what was I just saying? We were talking about spirit or religion and like how both Muslim and Jewish. And yeah, like, the- like some things are just passed in genetics yeah. because, like I said, I've always like thought about death and thought, and I know, like, I'm not trying to be funny, but because yeah. I know that there, like, death is very prevalent in suicide and things in, you know, both of the religions that I'm a part of. But it's weird, like even my sadness, my question over analyzing, like, there's things that I'll say and do and be like is this even me? You know, it's weird. That's, um, that's so interesting and true. And also I can totally understand to like how a thought process from like how you brought up, were were brought up culturally and the things that you experienced, which makes sense as to how it led you to comedy. Yeah. Um, and you, I just love making people laugh. Like there's something about, a group of people laughing or that one person in that group that has this I love weird laughs yeah. like those weird I have the loudest most annoying I'll be at shows and when I laugh I see people turning like I'm, I'm sure I know it's very supportive but also, you know? it's great for the comedian too. it is but sometimes I'm because I think weird yeah. things are funny so it might not even be like when yeah. you're supposed to no, be no I do that to too laugh, I laugh at inappropriate times I am the girl yes. laughing at the inappropriate like oh that's not a punchline um, yeah it's like but that's I thought it's funny. fucking hilarious, yeah. you know, because you can you can be there. You can feel it. Like yeah. You can be a part of that. But um, so, yeah, I just like making somebody laugh. And then I don't know. I just think people have always laughed at me. So I'm like, I feel I feel lucky because there's a part of me that's always been connected to what my soul's purpose is. And that's why when naked and serious, like came to me, I was like, I love to be naked. I love yeah. to talk. I, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing is trying to change like 
the mentality on nudity, you know, because it's not even just body positivity. But the fact that I can't go to a beach and take off my fucking shirt and top and be tits out and like not have tan lines and a guy. Did you see they just passed in like a bunch of states that you can and you like in a bunch of states you can be topless now. Is that serious? I think so. I think it's real. Because I feel like I've heard that here before. And then I was told like, oh, it's only like if you're on the sidewalk or something. (laughs) But the fact that it's not, you know, that it's even taken this long to be a subject and thought about is just like dudes are. Oh, wait, I think they saw them talking about it on one of those like news shows. So I feel like it could be. A legit thing that just happened. Yeah, um, I'll look into it yeah. for sure after because I will That'd be, be so, at the beach so topless every fucking day. Um, I th- and I saw that Utah was on the list, which I thought was so you can't even drink like caffeine there, but they'll let you walk around with your tits out. I mean, I mean but the, their whole goal is that you like get married at eighteen, right? And fuck it makes a sense. bunch it's, and it's make it's more perfect kids, for the so. more for the brand. Yeah. Um. So you, how long have you worked here at the store? October will be five years. Five years. Yeah, October first. Um, you get to see a lot of really great stand up and be yeah. a part of, you know, the family here and that like what brought you to the store? Um, I mean, just living here was like I need to, you know, I moved here for comedy, but actually the comedy store hadn't like been on my radar necessarily because yeah. I, I knew you needed to like be at a place before you want to come here and try to start getting on. So, yeah. Like you don't come here and do your first set, which I think someone did the other day at Potluck. And I was like, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was I came here and I was like, dude, this vibe is amazing. Like yeah. you can smoke, you can drink, you can chill, you know, because I've always been a pothead more than a smoker or a drinker. I don't know. Like I drink a lot when I was younger I like I've my sister's being older than me introduced me to like everything young so I've always been kind of an older kid you Mm -hmm. know I mean I was teaching all my friends the dirty shit and my mom thought everyone else would like the problem you know she'd be like I don't want you with that kid that had bad influence (laughs) oh my god and I'm like I'm teaching like she had no idea what was going on my mom could catch me with a knife in my hand and she'd be like which friend made you kill this person tell me right now like but I don't know why, like, she just has that, like, my kids yeah. can do no wrong, but I'm like, one of my sisters is in prison, so we can do wrong. Wow. <laughs> but I came here, and then I was like, oh, I want to be here all the time. Like, this is the funnest place, but I can't be here not making money, so yeah. I just got to work here. Yeah. And I just, like, fo- it's following your intuition. Like, one day I'm like, I should just put my resume together, yeah. like, bring it in. And I'd already, I'd done some Tammy Joe shows, and I'd done some other rooms here. I just wasn't, like, trying to go up in front right. of the booker and stuff. And um, Did you start comedy in California? No, I was in Arizona before that, too, and I was doing comedy out there, too, but very lightly, like mostly Arizona was acting and doing a lot of like independent projects and things like that. And I had an agent, but I'm just horrible in the audition. Like you can get me on set. I can take direction. We're good. But I'm one of those that like auditioning's like this weird. It's such a weird. I don't know. Just put me in the scene. When you first got on stage um, uh, doing stand up. What was that like for you? Oh my God, it's the best drug. That's when you're like... I always tell people who are interested in it, I'm like, you're either going to get on stage and be like, I never want to do that again, or you'll be chasing a dragon yeah. for the rest of whatever. Yeah. It's just the best feeling just to, and I don't even just want a mic and have it be about me. I do like interacting with the crowd because I don't want, you know, it's not just about like, listen to me. I just put me up on stage and lights. It's, 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 
there's just something about it yeah. about being able to express yourself the self-expression and the feeling like i can say whatever i want up here and you guys just have to fucking listen or go you Did know you ever um were were you ever on medication for depression growing up? No, I grew up, so I was born in, in the 80s and it was, I feel like right when I got into like middle school, high school is when a lot of the kids under me started like Adderall Skipping and the Prozac generation. and all. So I just like missed, but I don't think my parents to my mom, she's African. Like you don't, she doesn't go to a doctor for stuff. She's like, we never took our dog to the vet. Yeah. They just were fine. Yeah. You know, like you don't, I mean, her mom was in the village but like my great grandma was like princess in the Angoni tribe like lived to wow. 110 like straight like African yeah. you know so very tribal and like you just don't go to you doctors for stupid shit it. yeah like you let if, the environment take care of it if I was sick it would be like oh let me give you this tobacco up the nose like this I don't even know what it was and I'd be like no I hate it it was yeah. the worst feeling ever and it made me feel sicker but she you'd have to be dying to like go to yeah. the doctor with her so um they didn't and there was no I I'm I've never been diagnosed because I do so much like I like I don't want to be I'm not going to take synthetic drugs so I already yeah. know if I go to a psychiatrist they're gonna be like you need all this stuff of course you know and so I really try to like I know Art. it sounds dumb but meditation and like meditation, meditation yeah. a lot of self-care really and 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 I love psychedelics I like yeah doing... I want to talk okay so you lo like you said you're so much more of a smoker mm -hmm. when did you start smoking weed oh my gosh the first time I was probably like 11 wow. maybe 10 because yeah my friend and I found her brother's fucking weed it was fun um and then I feel like I have three first time smoking weed stories because I don't remember like yeah. the sequence you know but I'm like this this felt like the first well, time. Well, there's your first felt. time and then there's the first time you get high. Like, I feel like yeah. those two are different, you know? But in all three scenarios, I definitely feel like I got some sort of high, you know? Um, and so I was younger always when I was smoking. Like, I loved it. I always knew, like, when they had dare classes and they'd be like, you know, coke and crack and heroin. I'm like, I have no interest in that. But it, when it was like, yeah. say no to weed, say no to like mushrooms, I'd be like, mm, I'm going to do those. Like, I'm going to do them. I just, I don't care. Yeah. I want to do them. I'm interested. Like, there's just something that was like, do that shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been smoking weed for like, I'm 38. I mean, so many years, like 26 years now. It's fucking crazy. And I smoked way more. Like, I've actually. I feel it's more medicinal yeah. for me now. Do you smoke um, before you perform? I've stopped recently because I had a show that I did that kind of came out of nowhere and I hadn't smoked all day. And one of my friends was at the show. He's seen me perform a couple of times and he goes, I don't think you should smoke weed before you do sets anymore. Okay. And I was like, what? And he was like, there was just, I felt like you were more grounded and like present. And I felt like you remembered if you like went off track a little bit. He's like, I've seen you do both and you're not bad either way but like I don't think you should and I was like interesting so as You're scary trying as it. it is I started practicing like I'm, I don't really even drink usually like yeah. I go up pretty fucking sober now and 
if if that is the high that I'm chasing, then like I'm almost dumbing it down by like having right. something else as a part of right. it. Right, numbs I that part. Really feel it. Yeah. Like I'll get off stage sometimes and feel like like I yeah, just feel it's like, like cocaine. Yeah, is that what or like I've tried or, or like a, a tequila or I don't know when your heart just like beats like oh, super super fast. Oh, I just feel like fast. light is bursting yeah. out of me. Like yeah. there's just like Radiation. my soul yeah. is just like alive. You yeah. know, it's and dope. not a lot of things make me feel that way. Like I definitely I, I'm like am it's sad a lot. It's not cocaine, but it feels like it's, it's just, ha- it's like, you're right. It's like this inexplainable, it's like this adrenaline rush almost, you know? Yeah. It's like, and it's also like validating too. Like you just made people laugh with your mouth. <laughs> and with who you are and your being and just, you know, at the end of the day, it, we're speakers for a group because that's how you have fans. Like your fans are people that hear you and can relate to you, whether yeah. you're a Tony Robbins, whether you're doing comedy, whatever it is that you're doing, like you, you're in, you are a vibration and some people attach to that and some people don't, you know? So it's almost like you're getting to speak and be eloquent and like, get like, I don't know, just connect yeah. these thoughts and share them with people that don't vibrate with you, but might actually get you on a different, le- honestly, this world right now just needs to learn how to communicate yeah. without emotion, without coming from a taking anything personal space and from like having a heart to like see, like this is another human being and soul around you. You know what I mean? All around us and I watch so many murder shows I don't know this Me is the too. other weird thing I'm like obsessed I'm like, was I a murderer in a past no, life no I'm obsessed with them as well what or, do you like which ones do you like right now I'm watching cold case files mm. on Netflix and fuck and it's all like my time it's like 1980s and like 90s but a lot of 80s and dude back then they didn't even it was so much scarier because there was not the technology yeah. they have now your neighbor could be a fucking murderer and you'd have no idea because they they, they didn't even know how to like Map, forensically like docu- go yeah. and and document things and take pit like they would do it but this one episode the fucking two cops come and this girl's car is in her street and there's a shoe her phone you pick it up it says nine one and she's disappeared and they're like she just ran away and you're like f- going through with no gloves going through her car and you're watching is just like you're fucking it up. yeah like we aren't even forensic but we've watched enough murder documentaries <laughs> now that I guess you could say we can assess those type of situations and we're just letting you know you are not I'm doing like you're never gonna you find a killer fucking up procedure and right it now. will just be this one person who just has this feeling innate like they go back to the cold case and they're like let me listen to this one moment to see or they just look to be like is there anything that was missed and somehow from some like outward way they find this one teeny fucking clue that because they were just so not advanced back like you know what I mean like even a lot of the stuff that the uh, murder documentaries and stuff that they have on Netflix that Mm -hmm. happened in the like the staircase like this, they have the technology that they're opening up new cases. Were you an Unsolved Mysteries fan? Oh yeah, I love that show. I heard they're remaking it. Uh, okay, I but mean, not remaking it. But there's just new stories, which could be interesting because because like um like the making a murder is that the making a making murder the with the guy with Stephen Avery? Yeah, yeah. 
Like they're always coming out with new um, discoveries and stuff. Like it's almost. I mean, there's so much dementia. It would shit suck happening. to get falsely accused for a crime and like <sighs> before technology. And I get so in my spiritual like mindset. I'm I've gotten really good about just being like just let it go. Like because my biggest thing is holding on to fucking everything, and so I feel like and you're not defined by your past. Like that doesn't matter anymore. Like we literally just have now, and that's what it is. So people will be like, "What did you do yesterday?" And I'll be like I have no idea like the day watching people get murdered it's been but I sometimes I'm literally like I don't know like if I had a cop come up to me and be like we need to ask you about yesterday I'd be like bruh <laughs> uh, I witnessed I a car have, accident outside of an open mic last week and I was smoking a blunt when it happened mm-hmm. and like I saw the I saw well I was smoking a blunt but I heard it go down and then yeah. I saw the aftermath and then I saw the car go off and I, I was like and like the people across the street saw me saw that because they were like Seeing trying to it, gather yeah. witnesses and like the guy was like did you see what happened and I was like uh I just don't want to talk to any cops right now like I'm yeah. not I'm like hitting a blunt I was like I this is what I I'm not a good witness like please don't come over here I mean and it is legal like it's so yeah. crazy you guys do not know how many I mean I used to when I got my driver's license me and my friends would find like little pockets and cold cul-de-sacs and neighborhoods to just sit there and roll I mean the places I went to the danger I put myself in that I think about now because I watch all these shows but I mean I've always heard that like does the robber you know attract the victim or does the victim attract the robber like there's what did you hear you don't we don't like just that statement like of what and so I've always thought like I just I'm not tapping into any this is actually one of the biggest problems I have with my relationship with my mom is that she's like mental too and likes these shows and all she does is watch news and see all the bad shit so she calls me and I don't answer she's like are you in a ditch you're dead and raped like she called me the other day I was literally taking a nap (laughs) Nicole because Hannah was over we're taking a fucking nap and she calls me and I'm like mom I'm taking a nap I'll call you back later she's like okay totally forgot to the next day she calls and like leaves a message and is like now I'm wondering was there someone with a gun to your head telling <laughs> you to lie to me and I'm like who do you think I am yeah what, like who, no who do this you is think America is- not uh the not Iraq like I, you're but all also, right also like I'm not a celebrity yet like nobody's out oh, there like so who, adorable who do you think is out there like being like Davina's the fucking holder for ransom nobody knows about me you know what I mean well, it's you never not, know this is Hollywood it is crazy and I have to say there's actually a couple people right now on my Instagram that keep sending me messages I'm just deleting because I don't follow them so it goes into yeah. like my so they never see if I read it or not and this one I'm assuming's in like India or something and like today he was like this is all seriousness if you get this I have a question to ask you please respond now no. and I just delete I'm like I get a this lot of questions about how much weed. I've learned because I used to be the person that's like so nosy. I got it. I want to know. Yeah, I no. But now I'm like, whatever it, it is you think is urgent isn't urgent in my world. Yeah. Like I'm not going to feed into because like your energy is weird and off. Like I don't like that's called growth. There's yeah, I've grown so much. It's crazy sometimes, but. I still, I have a lot of growing to do and I love triggers. Loving triggers has been like one of my biggest growths because I'm like the spiritual world and being happy isn't just like when everything's going your way. Of course you're fucking happy. What are your triggers? How do you deal with when it doesn't go? Just anything that doesn't fucking go my way. Sometimes I can be the biggest brat fucking. What's your, what's your, (coughs) what's your method of self care for that? 
Well, meditation's a huge thing, but really breathing, like the world does not even breathe. Like communication and breathing yeah. are like two huge things that we don't Learning do. Learning to communicate, how to communicate your feelings. Yeah. And being vulnerable and like, but honestly, from my experience, I've had a lot of situations where I feel like I communicate them and people are like, but I don't care. So, yeah. and I've dealt with that a lot. And that's been probably some of my hardest shit. Like I deal with that here a lot. Like sometimes I'll be like, dude, this is happening. And I feel like I'm just looked at as like, well, no, it's not. Or here's Davina going off again. I'm like, one thing that I've majorly tried to change for myself is when I go to meditation retreats or you go to a big event where you don't know people, the one of the things I think feels the best is that those people just accept you for who you say you are right there. Do you go to a lot of meditation <clears throat> retreats? I've gone to a couple. Yeah. Like I'm them? hoping to go to one in November. Well, I work with Kyle Cease and his like evolving okay. out loud team. And so okay. like I've, I went, I've gone to a couple with them up in Monterey. Cool. But, um, the thing is you show up and people are, they take you as you say you are. It's not that family mentality, you know, like when people hate to go home because if your mom still sees you as a 12 year old and you're 56, but everything you say, she's going to react to you like you're that 12 year old. It's going to trigger you and you're going to want to fucking kill them. So like people don't let you grow. There's like self growth. And then there's like the people around you, like letting you grow yeah. and letting you like be who you are in this moment. Don't see me and be like, well, two weeks ago, Davina was in a bad mood so she's probably in a bad mood again today like yeah I mean maybe I am in this moment because fucking Mercury could be in retrograde but maybe I'm fucking not you know yeah and so when like here sometimes I feel like I say something and because of back in the day like I'm very headstrong too I'm not somebody who sometimes I think at a place like this they have like a hierarchy and I'm like no everyone's gonna be the same like I want us to all be fair and the same yeah so I don't like kiss people's asses and I think that has worked against me a little bit <laughs> um in being here but it's like I just want to I'm just here to fucking do what yeah. I need to do I'm not here to I'm here to be myself I hope all the time that that's like being kind and being cool and making people laugh like I just love to laugh fucking it's the best like well, sometimes you make me laugh and you make me smile. Thank you. You too. You're like the sweetest Thanks. ever. I just, I don't even remember how we like connected and it was just that instantaneous. It, yeah. I love that. It's true. And you're really funny. Thank you. Um, oh yeah. I remember we, was it here or was it somewhere else that we, I can't remember where we first met. I, I think it's probably here. It I think Mitch had been on your podcast and yeah. I was like, I want to be on your podcast. You're like, okay. Come Mitch is amazing. Podcast. He's Love so Mitch. funny. You, well, you're also amazing. And can you tell people where they can follow you, find you, what your podcast is, um, where, um, that, where they yeah. can find that? So right now, the hard part, dude, doing this is hard. Like, this is so nice because you don't have to worry about, like, the production side of yeah. it, you know? Um, and because my show's, like, naked and serious, I don't even know if they'd be open to, like, having a new thing here. But, like, <laughs> finding a place. I've been doing it from my apartment, but I had a producer initially, and it was just kind of, like a job for him whereas I, I really want to have somebody who's like I see how good because I'd love Naked and Serious to go yeah. to you know um to go to network someday and like have America be that open yeah to accepting people's bodies and seeing that people can have a conversation and the main part actually before was body positivity for Naked and Serious was like Everyone thinks if you're nude, you're fuckable. I can do whatever I want to. You know what I mean? And yeah. how hard like consent and everything that's happened in this Me Too era that should have happened decades and decades ago. But um, 
like getting that so trying to separate nudity from sex like mm-hmm. i like they say oh you can't be on the beach with your top off because a guy might get you know aroused yeah. or titillated i'm like so you think a hot guy without a shirt on doesn't get me wet like you think women don't have the same physiological reaction right. but i'm not gonna go rape him like i'm just gonna probably touch him more than i should and tell him i think he's hot <laughs> and hope that that's okay and whatever but where can people listen to your podcast? oh naked and serious right Right now it's on iTunes. You can listen okay. to it, and then if you want on Patreon, there's um, a subscription page that you can actually watch the videos of okay. everybody naked. Cool. Um, and then there's Instagram at Naked and Serious, and then my personal one is at the Smallest Fat Girl. Um, yes, please follow, find, like, yeah. comment, and subscribe. Thank you so much for coming. Thank on Thank you for having me. Boo, you're gonna come on Naked and Serious. Uh, We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, this has been another episode of Chronic Relief. Thank you so much for listening. It's been sponsored by Kush Queen as always. Use promo code Chronic Relief for 15% off at Kush Queen Shop. And um, we will see you guys next time. Yeah, baby. Yeah.